Welcome, everyone, to the Hidden Guardians podcast, your only podcast actually hosted by legitimate Hidden Guardians. It's Outrider, and I'm joined once again by Venge and Bacon. Boys, I think we have a pretty big uh, discussion today. We're going to be talking about the sandbox changes that Bungie was talking about in this past Thursday's weekly update. Um, it's, It's pretty substantial, but I'm also getting the feeling that this is just a preview of some of the changes that are coming that we'll see on the full patch notes on November 10th when Beyond Light comes out. Yeah. Uh, we also, if time permits, uh, Venge got the Beyond Light Collector's Edition. And I'm sure he's opened it up by now and take oh, a yeah. look at all oh, yeah. his goodies. And uh, we'll have him chat about it a little bit, if time permits. This entire sandbox discussion might take well over an hour, folks, so just bear with us. But there's a lot of interesting points in here that we really need to get to. So let's start off. Uh, the first thing that Bungie's talking about here, and they hinted upon it last week, was changes to the 110 RPM hand cannon archetype. That is the aggressive frame archetype. And uh, before I continue further, for anybody that doesn't know, when we're referring to sandbox, it's all the tools, abilities, and the things we get to play around with within the game world. That's where these changes come from. This is the nerfs and the buffs and stuff that kind of try to balance the game uh, as best as possible, deal with anything that might be broken, um, kill our fun when it's broken in our favor. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, this is what we're talking about with Sandbox. We're not actually talking about a physical thing that little kids play in and build castles. So the 110 hand cannons, aggressive frame. The rate of fire is increasing from 110 rounds per minute to 120, just going up by 10. Uh, They're allowing, it says, broke out aggressive hand cannons, allowing custom tuning of stats. Example, damage fall off for 100 range in this subfamily now starts at 32 meters. Um, Additionally, adaptive and precision frame hand cannons. Uh, The range stat now has more impact on minimum fall off range for both archetypes. Damage fall off for 100 range now starts at 25 meters. It was 20. That's good. Got an extra 5 meters or 15 feet of range before damage starts falling off. Precision hand cannons, those are the 180 rate of fire hand cannons. The magazine's going up by 37%. Uh, This also affects exotics. And finally, with the hand cannons, lightweight are being folded into adaptive. These were the uh, 150 rate of fire, and they're being moved into adaptives, which is 140 rate of fire. This includes Luna's Hell and Not Forgotten. And only one hand cannon moving forward is going to be 150 rate of fire. That's going to be the sunshot. I guess that makes it nice. Um, Guys, I don't really use hand cannons that much. So let's start with the aggressive ones. Do you see any real advantage to going from 110 to 120? I mean, we play on a console. I can see it affecting people playing on a PC where they can actually aim more effectively and target head shots quicker. For us, I think a 120 hand cannon is not... I don't see it really going into my uh, playlist that often. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, I don't... It, 
Hey, I don't really use hand cannons at all, mostly. Mostly sidearms and whatnot, just because, yeah, it is console. And I'll probably start using, if, if I mean, if the changes are, I guess, good enough, I'll, I'll use the gun that, it, that I got a couple of days ago, which is a true prophecy, just because it has overflow and, like, rampage, but I, I still don't see myself using it any, any more than I do now. Mm. Eventually, like, you use uh, meaty hand cannons at all? Uh, no, and when I do, I don't normally use uh, this archetype, so I guess we'll see how the changes feel. Uh, obviously, got a little bit more range for uh, damage fall off, but I, I feel like the time to kill for these is still going to be the same. And I, I have a hard time seeing if they're really going to get a ton of use, but obviously that's not something we can really see until we get to mess with the changes ourselves. And I'm all, I also consider that there's probably a new, or a couple of new, 120 hand cannons that are coming in Beyond Light that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And kind of like uh, in Shadowkeep, everybody, when they finally got their hands on Loud Lullaby, and they got that roll they wanted, even though that gun fired really slowly and kicked like a mule. Um, it could obliterate targets at mid to close range. Um, like two headshots, you're down type thing. Mm -hmm. um, we might be seeing something similar here, and they're just preparing for it. Uh, personally, you know, we're moving into adaptive and precision. Uh, precision hand cannons are kind of the ones I stick to mostly. Um, a favorite of mine currently is the uh, spare rations that I got the um, uh, the the nice fully masterwork drop. I'm trying to remember the term for it. Curated. Uh, thank you. The curated roll that has overflow in it, and I love it. It doesn't really hit that hard, but I can shoot a whole ton of bullets, and it goes really quickly. And I like having snappy, responsive. Um, close quarters, you know, hand cannon like that. Um, I think increasing the magazines can be great. Something like Malfeasance, which is also a precision hand cannon. You run out of bullets too quickly with that. Uh, expanding its uh, magazine by 37%, you'll now be able to approximately get off full four cycles of the exotic perk procking on it where you get five hits and on the mm -hmm. fifth hit it causes the explosions that's a big chunk of dps that's being added to that gun um you know having uh, also less fall off now starts 25 meters uh, that might get some more play uh is um it's a thorn no thorns a 110 but what about um Oh, Lord, I am blanking on last word. There it is. The last word. Isn't the last word of 180 rate of fire? Hand cannon. I thought Why it was higher there? than that. 225. Oh! <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. a really fast rate of fire. I don't think they're going to change anything with exotics anytime soon. I think the only one that... Uh, I mean, Ace of Spades will still be up there no matter what. Thorn Ace is going to be... 
a lot stronger just because they went from a, it's going to go from a 150 to a 140 unless exotics are not getting touched then no they're Owen going will stay at 150 yeah no the, the the only thing that's staying at 150 is sunshot um everything else is moving it doesn't matter if it's exotic or not it is moving they're redoing the overall archetypes for the firearms mm-hmm. so if it's a you know a 110 exotic hand cannon is now going to be a 120 exotic hand cannon. Um, what did you say? Thorn was 150. It's going to be 140 now. It's going to be 140. Yeah, so I'm with... guessing, I'm guessing Thorn will be a really good, like, oh, actually a pretty good gun now. I mean, it's good enough right now, but adding range to already a a high DPS gun, just like Thorn in PvP, I see just being a monster. That, that's actually a good point. Um, when we're going through these sandbox changes, something that I noticed immediately is the effect on the PvP yeah. uh, playlist and the meta. Yeah. The, the, this is really a boon for the PvP players. This entire, I think, you know, the change is coming up. Uh, for me, as primarily a PvE person, some of them are kind of confusing <laughs> and we'll need to actually get our hands on. Um, let's see, that's precision, adaptive, we talked about those, lightweight, are just going into the adaptive categories. I love that it mentioned Luna's Hall Not Forgotten, two weapons that are being sunset. Yeah. <laughs> and those poor guns have gone through enough um, adjustments and nerfs that with this, they're probably not even going to be a shell of themselves anymore. And I, I, I kind of find that sad. I like Luna's yeah. a lot. Luna's, Luna's a, enough for a great gun. Oh yeah, I I I got Luna's right before the first nerf to the uh, the main perk. What was it uh, release the wolves or something? No, that's uh, for the shotgun. Isn't it, isn't it actually a magnificent howl? Magnificent howl. Thank you. And I had it for two weeks before it. I finally got Luna's howl two weeks before they nerfed it. Uh, when it was running rampant in the Crucible, and I remember the moment I got that gun, I went in, I got to try it out. Oh my god, that thing was beautiful. What recoil? It was nothing. There was, there was no recoil. All day. <laughs> it was headshots all day, just like you said. You were a monster with this. It was one of those moments where I truly felt powerful, and it was a rewarding feeling of power from the amount of effort I had to put in to get Luna's Howl. And then two weeks later, they nerfed it, and it was like, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, that was like a really... That was a punch in the gut from, like, like Bungie's side. Because yeah. it, it really hurt. It's like, you, 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 you spend all that time for one gun, and then it's like, it's gone. But it's also, I mean, it, it, it's, it, like, it's been out for, what, almost like a year? Two years, I think? Luna's been out for at least two years now, so I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not crying over these changes now. I just find it that they specifically had to point them out in the TWAB, um, as those two are also changing their archetype. And I'm going, you know, I I don't see a lot of people using this except in regular Crucible. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah, with power I might, increases. I might actually try using them with the changes in non. Uh, Power enabled Crucible just to see how the change feels. Yeah. Because they're both a lot of fun. I like both of them. 
It's like, I don't have like trucks no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, they can. Uh, the 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 magnificent Hal perk when it does proc, it just tears through people's shields without mm-hmm. too much problem. It's it's beautiful. Um, I am wondering if because Sunshot is kind of being left alone, is there something we don't know about that that's coming that Sunshot might synergize with that they decide to leave it at 150 to make it seem a little bit more important? I don't know, or they're just deciding to make it special. It's amusing. They're probably going to rework it. Well, it's interesting that Sunshot's the only one that's going to stay 150 Mm -hmm. that we know of. And I am stressing that we know of. Mm -hmm. We know Hawkmoon's coming. What if that was a 150 hand cannon? But it's going to be of a shell of a Hawkmoon. I don't think it's going to be as strong as it used to be. I mean, I never used it at, at its peak, I used it as an Xbox. One, so it was already nerfed to nerfed to hell. Uh, at, at its at Hawkmoon's peak, um, it was really obnoxious, especially where the luck in the chamber procked, and uh, you could just one shot people in the head. It was mm-hmm. it was delicious. I I couldn't get that to happen because with a controller, I'm terrible trying to get precision headshots. Except with, I had Lunas. <laughs> that was yeah. That was easy. That was easy mode. I understand why they nerfed it. Uh, let's see. What else do they say? Did they say anything else here? It says, at this time, lightweight 150 rate-of-fire hand cannons represent the majority of hand cannon usage in the Crucible. While we experimented with many different ways to even out lightweights at 150 and adaptives at 140, lightweight hand cannons consistently retained a faster time to kill. As such, we opted to equalize the rate-of-fire. We selected 140 as it's fairly balanced in the Crucible sandbox. It gives other weapon archetypes more time to breathe between shots, avoids an overabundance of hand cannons with faster TTK than other weapons, and pairs nicely with upcoming changes to 600 rate-of-fire auto rifles. More on that below. Yeah, we'll get to the auto rifles in a bit. But, yep, this is some pretty substantial changes to the hand cannons in general, and we kind of expect this now when a major expansion comes rolling along, the sandbox changes are normally substantive. Uh, Yeah. Now, we're going into snipers at this point. Uh, They said they want snipers to feel powerful without being so easy that they dominate everything. Uh, They adjusted how aim assist is affected by sniper rifle zoom level. Lower zoom scopes have less aim assist. Higher zoom scopes have more. Scopes with around 50 zoom are unchanged. The lowest zoom scopes have a large reduction to the uh, aim assist cone, and the highest scopes have a small increase. Uh, Basically, is where you're aiming at somebody's head, that cone that makes sure that you place the bullet where it wants to go. Uh, It's now going to be with the uh, lower zoom scopes a little bit wider, so you may not get a full-on headshot. You might be aiming, you might hit him in the chest instead of right in the head, or just maybe miss the crit spot. It's a little obnoxious, but... Um, but paired with the previous sniper nerfs, when Bungie wanted us to no longer stand in one spot when fighting bosses and just snipe at them from long range, I think they've kind of pared the sniper rifles down that we're probably going to see less usage of them, which is disappointing because we got that really wonderful exotic sniper coming out. Yeah. What do you think? 
this this to me feels I mean I'm kind of sad that there's no like damage numbers here because I, I would like to see at some point snipers be somewhat useful in PvE but this is this is like a direct change for PvP this has nothing to do with PvE at all so I I, I, I would have liked to see some damage numbers but uh yeah this is definitely a PvP change more than anything yeah, this is more of a sandbox for a PvP crowd. Yeah, because the the lowest zoom scope, um, that's that's the archetypes like beloved. Mm-hmm. And it's we like, have that that new one coming out. That's the pinnacle chase for Gambit, the uh, Vanguard, and the Crucible called Adored, and it's the same archetype as beloved. So this is. You know, kind of making sure that not everybody has this super powerful low zoom sniper that has snapshot and everything else on it, where you could just dome somebody very quickly. That's what I was gonna say. It's like it's like they're targeting snapshot. (laughs) Snapshot. uh, What else? A quick draw. You know, box breathing, which they've kind of messed with in the past. Uh, Any of the really good sniper perks, uh, but now lower zoom scopes it's going to be harder to get the long range and make it effective that you probably will miss more of your shots and not get those precision kills and that's going to irritate people with those snipers that sit in the lanes on the pvp maps and just nail people from god knows where yeah but uh high zoom scopes are getting a increase and i i think that's beneficial actually PvE, um, it is. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, the ones that fire much slower, the mm-hmm. ones that you know you really want more precision with those things, and you're going to be aiming for a little bit longer. So this is going to this is going to pay off. Um, I keep thinking about uh, Whisper of the Worm, and mm-hmm. I think that's a high zoom scope, if I remember correctly. Is it? It might be. It's not a low zoom scope because it, it, it pulls in much closer. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting there going, all right, all right. If if you're allowing me to have a small increase to aim assist with a heavy sniper rifle, okay. That that's a, that's a risk reward I can live with. Yeah. But uh, the next one I'm kind of disappointed in. Because we just got them buffed. Uh, auto rifles. Uh, it says, in Season of the Worthy, the adaptive archetype, which is 600 uh, rate of fire, was given a buff. We're pulling that back a little to keep it in check with other arc- with other AR archetypes. The adaptive frame ones, damage per bullet is reduced from 15.75 to 14.25. Even though prior to Season of the Worthy, the damage per bullet was 13.75. I totally blame PvP players for this. Everybody going in with the gnawing hunger. Yeah, gnawing hunger has been king in PvP since that change happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that that's and this is just a direct reaction to that. Um mm-hmm. you know. I, I I'm disappointed because I use the gnawing hunger and six hundred rate of fire um auto rifles now. Because of the the buffs from last season, mm-hmm. um, 
in my common PvE loadout. These become my workhorse weapons. These are the ones I use to rip down shields on uh, enemies with energy shields. Uh, now, it's going to take a little longer. Just a little bit. But that difference of time uh, could be the determining factor if I get like destroyed by boomers or uh, hive wizards nuking me or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of popping their shield, stunning them, and then actually damaging their health. Um, I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll find out when we got our hands on it, but you think this is a fair change? It's probably a fair change in the PvP side. On the PvE side, I mean, they need that extra little bit of damage because, yeah, it's like that really... If we're in there just shooting at one enemy and we're getting plastered by another one, that extra little bit of time that we had is gone. So we now we have to start focusing on like better armor stats. Yeah, prior to this, I wouldn't touch the 600 rate of fire. No, auto I think I was gonna I, go with like with like 450s for like like even though it's a little bit like even though it's a, it's slower, but at least you get the damage out of it. So I'll probably use like focusing on like Braytex and I'll probably even start using horror story of anything. I, I stayed away from the six hundreds because they were bullet hoses. You burn through ammunition very quickly and they did so little damage. It wasn't mm-hmm. worth it. I think prior to this past season, the last six hundred archetype auto rifles I were using was the one that dropped out of Vault of Glass, if you remember from Destiny One. Yeah. That was Beyond, the last like that? one. Yeah, that that was the last one I used. I I hated the 600 RPM subtype. I, I know people there's some sweared by it, but I'm like, why? You're just wasting ammunition. You're just spraying, and you get so little return. La- this past season, um, this was like this really shined. And yeah, we get it for a little bit. They're still going to do damage, especially with the right perks. But that reduction of one point. Uh, 5-0 damage per bullet. Even though it's more than it was before Season of the Worthy, it is still going to hurt. Especially in higher level content? Yeah. That's definitely making those a little less uh, worth using in PvE, but I feel like they're still going to be pretty dominant in PvP. Oh, yeah, PvP, it's that, as we said earlier. It's like an extra bullet is all it's going to be now, but PvE, it's going to be hard to want to use one of these just because you lose that little bit of damage. Exactly. And as we said at the beginning of this, these changes really, really benefit the PvP meta, in our opinion. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the one, uh, this one I don't like at all. Um, scout rifles. I, I don't. Um, scout rifles have, a, according to Bungie, scout rifles have a reasonable time to kill and can't be adjusted too much without making them dominate the battlefield, so we're making them a little easier to use. They're increasing how much each point of the aim assist stat widens the cone. At maximum, aim assist cone is now 15% wider. I am sorry. I, I rarely see people using scouts in the Crucible, but I don't play on PC, where you can easily target people's crit spots. Um. Mm-hmm. I typically use a scout rifle in PVE when I'm solo, but it's because my scout 
um, has Rapid Hit and Vorpal on it. So I use that to take down yellow bars a little bit quicker and orange bars. Mm-hmm. And I can reload faster. Other, but, you know, it, it's pretty rock solid. Scout rifles, though, as a whole, have not been doing the damage they need to be doing. They needed to increase, in my opinion, they needed to increase their overall impact damage. This is ridiculous. These things are not dominating anything, and I'm reading reasonable time to kill. What's reasonable in PBE about taking like three or four mags to go through and take out a yellow bar? And we're just talking out on patrol. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not reasonable to me. You know, I, I use a scout rifle as the midpoint to a sniper, so I can at least pick off you know red bar enemies at a reasonable range. Yeah, the, this does nothing for me, uh, and I'm I'm really disappointed. I don't understand why they think scout rifles are in this happy spot damage wise. But what do you guys think? I mean, you're now with the aim assist going up, you're going to be able to hit the precision spots more. So technically, you, you're doing more damage. But if you're only able to get body shots, it doesn't matter. I still think they're weak as hell. What do you think? Uh, I, the gun that I'm focusing on right now for that change, is, it's... um the jade rabbit just based on ask the cross video jade rabbit is gonna get a nice little instead of like a certain perk i forgot which one it is but it's gonna go high caliber i can tell you right now the armor piercing rounds is being swapped with high caliber because it fixes an issue that can prevent the exotic perk itself from triggering yeah so with that extra change and that's even more aim assist by what he said, I think J-Rabbit is like pretty much the only gun that will be still kind of usable, but uh, on the PvE side, it probably won't, because who really uses that much scouts and PvE side? <laughs> so, I don't know, I'll probably just I don't, it's, I'll probably just keep using that one in, in, uh, in PvP, but other than that, on the PvE side, it's, it, it, scouts are just not worth it at all. The scout that I'm using is the, I think Season of the Worthy is the one where um, Saint-14 came back, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, it's the scout rifle out of there. And that's the one I'm using. And that's the first scout I found in a long time that's not an exotic that I've wanted to use. Pretty much every scout rifle I picked up in Destiny 2 outside of Vanilla D2's um, Name was base Midnight. Vanguard scout rifle that had explosive rounds on it and I think like range finder. Um, I, I, I don't use them. They just get trashed. They get sharded or uh, used as infusion fuel for everything else. Even the exotic scouts, uh, we have Jade Rabbit, you know, hey, that's that's all well and good. Jade Rabbit for me is hella fun in momentum control when you're Mm -hmm. one tapping people with that thing nonstop. But I don't use it in PVE. 
I see people using it in PvP, sure, but I don't use it in PvE. I, I don't use any of the scout rifles, yeah, exotic scout or otherwise, outside of the scout. one that I have. Yeah. Scout rifles need a love. Like, they need so much love right now because they got nothing. It's like, I, it's like, like, is it really that difficult to, to, to make separate sandboxes for PvE and PvP? Ooh, but I mean, I'm not topic. a game developer and know anything, but oh, it's that's, like, a... that's a different, totally different topic. But you know, you're, it's like, you're... it's like <laughs> that has to be talked about because it's like we're getting like PVE sites getting like, like crapped on right now because of this, uh, like these changes. Well, I, I'm going to steal about two minutes right now and go off of that. Um, I've wanted that for a long time. This game. Yeah. And I like Destiny a lot, um, and it became very obvious that they kind of want to push a little bit more MMO-style sensibilities into this game, and I'm all for it. However, uh, I only MMO I really played seriously was the Star Wars The Old Republic game, and you could not play in their PvE arenas, or their PvP, excuse me, the PvP arenas in your PvE gear. You had a separate gear that you needed separate upgrades for it, separate everything. You wanted to go into Warzone, you needed your own gear for that. You wanted to play in the regular worlds, doing stories, doing raids, etc. You had your raid gear, you had your story gear. Uh, it was two separate things. And this game, I think, desperately needs that. I know people are like, I want to take this gun into the Crucible. Well, you know what? The exotics can go into the Crucible. Uh, but I want to see a, a change. I want to see them being able to alter weapons specifically for the Crucible, but also give Crucible players big chase weapons in the Crucible. But it's only for the people that play a lot of Crucible, because it stays in there. Um, yep. That might also help alleviate problems where, you know, a weapon like the Recluse appears in the Crucible and then ends up in the PV, PvE sandbox and it just craps on everything. Until they have to nerf it. If it limited itself to being in the Crucible, it probably wouldn't have been nerfed. Or at least nerfed as heavily. But I, I, I desperately would like to see this game split. I know they want, you know, your Guardian can do everything. You know what, I don't, I don't take uh, a Volkswagen Beetle to pull a trailer full of farm equipment on it. You need the right tools and they're going to be separate just because they're both automobiles doesn't mean they're not separate things and taken care of in different ways um you, you kind of need to do this here too i mean we will still have our abilities we'll still have the supers uh keep the exotics but everything else they got they got to separate it and i i think that might benefit people because you have more things to chase then on both sides yeah. of it but sorry for my little tangent i just it's becoming more and more obvious the longer I play this game that PvP and PvE cannot coexist in a really meaningful way without causing problems to both. Yeah, it'll be a never-ending buff and debuff and all this. I just like one season to come by where I, I don't see anything get nerfed. 
that might be asking way too much. I have to get a hold of Santa Claus for that one. Hey, you're dreaming. Yeah, I know. I know. That that that's just a dream. It's the impossible dream. Uh Fenge, you have anything to add to Scout Rifles before we move on to rocket launchers? Um, I, I it's more just on what you guys already said. They're not great to use and um I have I've hardly kept any that I've gotten. I have two that I'm going to use probably starting in Beyond Light because they can go forward and that's just uh, the Curated Transfiguration from Last Wish and I don't know if it's the Curated Night Watch but it's got explosive and uh, overflow on it and I just don't think they're worth using unless they have something like explosive payload or Vorpal on them just so that you can have that extra bit of damage without especially with explosive without having damage fall off on the explosive damage um yeah scouts need some love and i don't know hopefully hopefully like you guys were talking about we can eventually get to something where stuff can be split uh fixed and changed around based off of the pve or pvp sandbox Mm-hmm. I feel like at some point they did something like that, but it, I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but I, I, don't, mention- I don't think it was weapons. No, I remember the mentioning in Destiny 2, when we were leaving Destiny 1 coming here, that they were doing some alterations to the way the engine works, so that now they can go in and tune individual things more and quicker than doing entire big sweeping changes. We've seen some weapons individually getting tuned, uh, specifically mm-hmm. the precision ones, uh, the, yep. not the precision ones, the pinnacle ones. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, it's it's typically the archetype gets fixed and reworked. Yeah. So it, it's there, but it seems like there, it might be more of an archetype problem than a specific type of a handgun. Like you know, you know, the night watch. It'd be nice if they could, you know, just as an example, use that night watch scout rifle and adjust specifically the night watch scout rifles or just adjust specifically the gnawing hunger but instead they're doing it as a blanket thing across the board uh, scouts need love that that's i think we can all agree on that one yeah there's not Even much with, else to it other than they, they just need the love uh here, here's here's one that's slightly confusing rocket launchers which have been kind of weak in my opinion for m- multiple years in destiny 2 all of uh, us need to. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cluster bombs were the only thing that really made them shine for a bit. Um, these heavy weapons currently have very low reserves, so we're adjusting that. Expect to take another look at rocket launchers in a future season. So they're increasing reserves by one or two rockets, depending on the inventory stat. I know people looked at that like, oh my god, we're finally going to have like one or two shots available. No, no, no. It's in your reserves, not how many are loaded into it at any time. So if it's uh-huh. a single rocket rocket launcher, it's still going to be a single <laughs> rocket that you then have to reload for another one. The only one that has multiple rockets that I know of is Truth, and that has three that you can fire without reloading. Yeah, I think there's one or two right now that can roll with clown cartridge, so you have a chance to have more than one, but it's... But you have to roll clown cartridge. This uh, it seems like a weird change to make. It kind of forces you to need like auto loading so that you can shoot a rocket and do damage with something else. Wait for the auto load and keep shooting the rocket. This this is another one where I think that 
maybe there's a rocket launcher that's coming in beyond light. That increasing the amount of reserves might make it a little unbalanced. So they want to see how it goes before they start adjusting damage. Because having more shots of it might compensate. I don't know. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of stuff we obviously don't know about, but yeah, it, it just seems like honest. a it seems like a weird change to make. But that's not if it is something like that. That's going to be something we have to wait and see when we can actually play around with it. Yeah, it's sad. I I liked rocket launchers in D one. I still use were, them here and there. They were king in D one. One of them specifically was king for a very long time. And then, like you said, cluster bombs had a pretty big part for a very short amount of time because it didn't take long for that to get nerfed. Um, for I pretty I think it was Eater of Worlds, wasn't it? What was the? It was from a raid or a raid lair. I can't last remember last wish. Was it, it was last wish? Because you could cluster bomb rocket ribbon, and that's where it started. Where they found out that. You could cheese the Riven fight, and that's a fight that Bungie put a lot of work into. It's very, very technical when you do it the real way. Um, yeah, I've never done it the real out. way. No, I've never done it the real way either. I, I personally don't see the point in it at this point. And, and I, I know I, I remember seeing somewhere an interview or somebody put it on one of the devs put it on Twitter or something that. It's like, well, why don't you just get rid of the cheese? Why can't you get rid of the cheese? And they flat out said, if for us to get rid of the cheese, we would have either have to nerf every single weapon into dust mm-hmm. and make it almost unplayable, or we have to completely rewrite and rescript the entire Riven fight encounter. Yeah. To no longer make that available. So it's like, live and learn. Players are going to break things when they get their hands on it in the live server. I guess I do remember actually using cluster rockets when when auto loading was a big thing for rifts and wells. I, well, yeah. I more remember uh, grenade launchers, but I forgot that gr- rockets were a pretty huge part of that busted fight. <laughs> Ro- yeah. Rockets were the fr- rockets were the first one. Rockets were the first one. Then they ended up nerfing cluster bombs, mm-hmm. uh, and then people went, "Oh well, we can't use that." Hey, the prospector with its. Uh, a catalyst that thing will devour Riven in the mouth real quick, and you know, then it went to grenade launchers, especially ones that had like spike grenade, full court things like that. People just went to town with heavy grenade launchers. Uh, now it's up to what swords everybody's using uh, the guillotine, hitting her yeah. foot repeatedly and just like nuking her in mere seconds to trigger the uh final stand very quickly it's it's, it's just, like it's outrageous it kind of, it, it kind of makes you wonder if out on loading wasn't a thing you know just by standing in a well or putting a barricade up would rocket launchers still have a you know cluster bombs like no, that's auto the auto loading hurt uh, helped really with it if, if they had no um Auto loading, yeah, it would have made cl- even with cluster bombs, it would have really slowed it down, and people would have to do it legitimately. I uh, feel like yeah. people would have figured swords out, but boy, if there was no auto loading, there would be. It would have taken a long time, I feel like, for a cheese to get figured out. Yeah, yeah, 
I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And having a warlock standing in a, you know, a well with a Luna faction boots on the old Luna faction boots before they kind of adjusted that exotic, you were firing so quickly. It wasn't funny. Yeah. Everything was reloading almost instantaneously and you just could pose anything with that. Like, if that wasn't a thing, I see rockets being used a lot more. But because of that, of what happened, rockets just are just, are just not even worth it. It's like I saved up some just to hopefully see something here, and it's like, oh, you get an extra round in the mag. Thanks. <laughs> That's all you can say is just thanks for that. It's not doing anything. Not, not yeah it's just an extra round in your reserve it's not even in the magazine that you're firing so it's like hey i got one extra hey, rocket sir yeah you know it's like okay we'll see how that goes having one more shot of your heavy weapon yeah that, that, that could be pretty valuable but we'll, we'll have to play it when we get our hands on it um, i guess also since all the like the mods and stuff are changing for reload mods mm-hmm. where the base reload is going to actually be like the enhanced reload Maybe you'll be able to reload and get shots off much quicker with rockets. So I guess this could be beneficial, but that's something we'll have to wait and see. I guess that's like yeah. I'm also thinking about. I the, just thought about that. Like, isn't there like a catalyst for Deathbringer? So probably Deathbringer can have something that could getting a catalyst. It's it's it, at least it's been data mined that there's a placeholder for it, and there's a placeholder mm-hmm. for a couple of different exotics that we haven't seen a catalyst for yet but um i think beyond light's going to have some really nice exotic catalysts waiting for us and if it's anything like the previous ones we've been getting they're going to make the weapons kind of wild when we get our hands on it yeah it out. so we'll, again wait and see we don't know it just it reads weird to us but now we're going to get into some more general things uh specific ones uh, starting with with the only perk that's getting fixed, uh, surprisingly, outlaw. The reload <laughs> speed increases increase felt insufficient with certain subfamilies and combinations of roles, e.g., aggressive hand cannons. Increased reload stat bonus from plus fifty to plus seventy. Okay, so going back, we now have the one twenty frame aggressive hand cannon, which fires rather slowly. Mm-hmm. Outlaw procs when you get a precision kill. And you can snapshot almost immediately refill your entire magazine. Um, well, now we're kind of seeing where things might get a little better for those hand cannons if they've just increased how fast you can reload with Outlaw. Mm-hmm. I, I, I personally like reload mods. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person on the planet that plays this game that likes reload mods. Who doesn't want to refill their amount of ammunition very, very rapidly and get an advantage mm-hmm. over an enemy? Um, 20 points more? Hell yeah. I'm down. I think this is a good change. I'm looking forward to see how it's going to affect other things. Anything that can roll outlaw, I can't wait to get it a shot and try it out. The one I'm, like, immediately thinking about is a a dagger, criminal's dagger. I have the one with outlaw, and I have one with, like, field prep. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, the reserves on that when you're kneeling. And then, like, adding a handling, like, masterwork, you can instantly snap that sucker. 
So imagine those three perks, like at least like those two perks, a masterwork being handling with a high impact hand cannon with an outlaw. Yep. Oh my god, it'll be it'll be crazy. Yeah. But then again, that's mostly focused on PvP though. PvE? Yeah. Eh, maybe. If it has an like, explosive payload to it too, also. Yeah. Yeah. I it, it'll it'll I think Outlaw and actually after reading and going through this, there's so few buffs to things that we've seen. Uh, so having anything that's like a buff across the board, like this outlaw increase, is a good thing. Everything else is like this is being reduced, this is being reduced. Um Hey, but the next one, the Merciless, it's getting its uh, inventory stat increased from uh, 36 to 55, so this will increase its reserve ammo. The Merciless is an exotic fusion rifle that came out, I think, at the uh, beginning of its vanilla D2 exotic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't kill, it accelerates how uh quickly it recharges so eventually it just almost fires instantaneously depending on the size of the thing you're shooting at um it's going to have more reserve ammunition it's basically sat in my vault i have the even the catalyst for it and i've never finished it it just doesn't get any play from me i'm wondering if this might do it i'm wondering if there's something else coming (laughs) there's some reason that we might want to use merciless in the future uh, having more ammo is a good thing. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time since I've used Merciless, but I, I can dig it. I, I can tell. I can actually pinpoint the last time I used Merciless is when we were doing the Leviathan raid for the first time. <laughs> That's that is no, a it, long it, time ago. Oh my god! In the bath. In the bath, oh. where 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 you're standing there in the baths, and you have that really big, um, sword wielding cabal, yeah, come out, and I would use merciless to kill it because I would you get the first shot, it goes slow, but it wouldn't kill it. By shot three, it was firing fast enough that I could take it down before it got too close to me. Mm-hmm. Because shotgun ranges at that time were garbage, so me trying to shoot it with a shotgun was like you know spreading the bullets everywhere and it really wasn't doing enough damage but merciless was perfect for that encounter um yeah merciless never used it since. a lot of parts of that raid yeah i never used it since it's really satisfying to use i feel like and i like the sound of shooting it but i mm-hmm. i it's been well over a year since i've used it i looking at dim right now i do have the catalyst for it <laughs> but yeah i, I just, I just... I, don't use it. I think it's like kill 500 things with it. And I'm like, I don't want to waste my time doing that because it just doesn't, there's no reason to use it at this mm. moment. We'll see. I have the catalyst done, but I don't think I've used it since I finished the catalyst after I went on my weird need to finish all the catalysts that I had. <laughs> I, I, I pretty much worked through the catalyst that I thought for guns that I would use. And mm-hmm. um, that that that's been it. I have a bunch of them that are just sitting there that I'm not going to do. Um, oh God, the the exotic hand cannon that's like the the good version of Thorn. You know what I'm talking about? I can't Lumina? remember its name. Illumina. Thank rose? you. No, no, no. Lumina. The rose is a oh, legendary. Lumina. Yeah. Um, 
I have the catalyst to that. I just don't want to do it. It involves healing teammates, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to try to waste my time doing that. Did right we now. not all three do that? I thought all three of us did that in the the green room at some point. We went through you and got, did a bunch of catalysts. You guys, you guys were working on the Lumina catalyst. I was working on sweet business when we were down there. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's what I we did. Got, all I catalyst that. I did we all of them there. <laughs> we we went through a lot of catalysts that one day though, I feel like. Yes, we did. Yes, yeah. we did. We, got the rat um, king. <laughs> we did a lot down there. <laughs> I did Merciless I, right there. I did a ball right there. I was like, I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere else besides the green room for catalysts. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna miss that green room. I'm gonna tell you that. I, I think we're all oh, yeah. because of how easy it is to farm things, but uh, um, I think my favorite catalyst to use to to work on down there was uh, for graviton lance. It was just so silly oh, yeah. watching that everything just getting hit and exploding, and then just the explosions just kept cascading out and just killing everything in sight. It was just funny. I think I did my. I think I did my sunshot in there. I I don't know where I did my Krypton, but I did quite a few catalysts in that green room. Um, next, we're going to talk about the mountaintop. Yes. This is a bye long bye mountaintop. I'm going to read it all off. I'll let you guys talk about it, and then I'll share my thoughts. Because... I, I, I'm not conflicted with my opinion on the mountaintop. <laughs> um, mountaintop. We've had a ton of feedback that mountaintop feels a bit over the top in crucible modes. Of course it is. Uh, this pinnacle weapon has ample time to shine, so we're taking it down a notch. Specific pain points for this gun are one-shot body with infinite range. Quick and easy cleanup of wounded guardians even around corners. Deals high splash damage, rewarding players for inaccuracy. Perfect in-air accuracy allows airborne guardians to rain down death, and there's not much grounded ones can do to respond. The changes that they're doing to address these points are reducing splash damage by 33%, increased impact damage is such that total damage is 5% lower than before. Reduced projectile velocity multiplier from the micro-missile perk from 1.4 to 1.2. It's now 20% faster than other breach grenade launchers instead of 40%. Reduced in-air accuracy now has significant projectile error while in air, around 7 degrees without the Icarus Grip mod, substantially less with. What do you think? I'm done with on top. I'm glad that it's getting <laughs> nerfed a little bit. I'm glad we're not going to see it in like endgame PvP like Trials or Iron Banner. I don't know... If it's entirely enough, but at least it's getting sunset and it's going to hopefully be used a lot less. Pretty much on the console side, it may not get used at all. PC side, different story. It might still get used over there. Yeah, but it's really going to affect like your, I guess, if your PVE loadout is all about mountaintop and something else. Well, that. That's gonna get changed real quick. Yeah, I'll be honest. Something else. I'll be honest. Mountaintop has been one of my main PVE weapons of choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it when there was stuff that it was gonna get sunset, I was happy about it. Also bummed because I like using it in PVE a lot. Um, but 
I, I have seen some stuff where people are already like switching up their loadout because of this change. And one of the one of the breach grenade launchers that's getting a lot of use is the Truth Teller, which I actually grinded for uh, this weekend and got a, a semi decent one. But I'm I'm glad to see this hopefully fade forever. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm so, not going to be using it anymore. <laughs> well, no, it, 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 it's, it's gone in endgame PvE, and I'm fine with that when the sun's setting. I actually expected it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say this right now, and I really don't care. PvP players on PC are a bunch of goddamn crybabies. This is not an easy <laughs> weapon to get a hold of, and they've cried and complained nonstop about how unfair it is that a fucking grenade launcher can kill them. It is a very specialized weapon. And if people would not, I don't know, pay money to have uh, somebody that's really competent grind out the mountaintop for your character, because how many paid services are out there to get these pinnacle PvP weapons? You wouldn't see this proliferation of that gun running around in the PvP meta. No, mm-hmm. they're a bunch of damn babies. They're a bunch of killjoys that don't want to get good as they keep telling everybody else. So instead, let's cry nonstop until the mountaintop gets nerfed into ash. Sunsetting would have taken care of it because the competitive modes it wouldn't be available in. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna you might see it running around in basic crucible playlists, and that's fine. But as Venge said. The mountaintop, surprisingly, was my EVE go-to, especially when I was doing solo content. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So having something that, you know, I, I and I'll be honest, I've killed myself more times with the mountaintop mm-hmm. than I have killed other people in PvP <laughs> with the mountaintop. And... Uh. Yeah, it is. You basically have to have a mouse and keyboard to aim that thing. And you're not even, you know, you're not even ADSing. You are hip firing the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. And that that's why it's so lethal, because the thing fires in a straight line. But it was designed to do that. <laughs> this is this weapon has been around for what, two years now. Yeah, it's been around for a while. But it had such a low amount of people getting it. Until paid services and uh, something called um, momentum control popped around that you can get your grenade launcher kills, which were a pain in the ass, very easily. And now more people have the mountaintop. Not a whole lot, though. I'm just going to be honest. If there, if it wasn't for momentum control, I would not actually have the mountaintop. <laughs> Me too. I wouldn't have it too. either. I was, so, I, I was, I was in there. <laughs> Me Nathan too. And I spent a full day in momentum control, getting our double kills and the kills in one life. And yeah, Me too. Was, I know was, that feeling. It was something, bro. <laughs> yeah, I I know that feeling. I was right there. I, that's how I got the kills to get the mountaintop. And then I still had to get to what was it, fabled rank, mm-hmm. and comp, and th- that's yeah. a pain in the ass for me personally. So, you know, yeah. I I earned that weapon. Yeah, I had my fun with it. I knew it was getting sunset, and I'm like, that's fine. It's going away. Um, 
But damn, people are such babies when it comes to this one. It's like this weapon was honest to God an equalizer for everybody that considered themselves this PvP god or goddess or whatever. That they were, mm-hmm. oh, they were so good. And then they die because they hit around the corner and they were playing a guardian that didn't have enough um, shielding, they didn't have enough resistance. They didn't have anything, no mod to prevent splash damage, nothing. And then they die from a grenade launcher that has a large radius, blast radius for splash damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, the, 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 the splash damage decrease, fine. I'm actually fine with that. That Yeah, that thing. I sat on the moon one day and got up as high as I possibly could around the Hellmouth and I was firing it into, you know, out in the distance and I could see the blast radius and I'm going, holy shit. <laughs> that there's like almost like a 15 to 20 meter blast radius on this thing. Oh my mm-hmm. God. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Tune that down. That's fine. But the micro missile perk, you're basically firing a miniature rocket launcher. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's still going to be faster, but eh, that kind of nerfs the uh, intrinsic perk to it. But the inner accuracy thing, come on. It's supposed to be accurate because the thing fires so quickly. It's had its time to shine, but this, this for me, is one of those, I look at the change being done, and it is definitely there to uh, placate a very, very, very specific audience. Yeah. Um, a specific audience that has uh, typically people that sub to their channels. I, I will go out and say it. I don't really care at this point if it makes me uh, a very... It makes people unhappy, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but you were yeah, talking yeah. about truth tellers. what happens. Mm-hmm. And that one can potentially be a lot of fun. I'm actually in my vault right now, and I have one. I actually have a couple that I kept. Come on. Load up, load up, load up. Oh, don't do this to me right now, game. Uh, but I have one that has a field prep and spike grenades on it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to using that, but I ended up getting one with um, feeding frenzy and multi kill clip. Are we talking about truth teller? Yeah, truth teller. Yep. Because we're talking about things that might, you know, substitutions for the breach load grenade launcher. And when I got my hands on the feeding frenzy multi kill clip, uh, truth teller. I I was like, oh, oh God, because you you kill maybe a couple of thralls or some red bars with just the blast radius. So you now killed three things. Feeding frenzy's going off because you killed multiple things, and now you've killed three creatures, and now multi kill clip is counting as three. Mm-hmm. And then you fire it again, and now it's even more powerful. And then it procs both of those again and it keeps going and it keeps going and it's like oh shit <laughs> oh all shit. I all I have oh, to do <laughs> yeah oh shit all I have to do is learn uh you know deviation from you know the arc I am I'm spoiled with the mountaintop being able to fire straight mm-hmm. but now it's like you're, you're learning the arc of the shot but oh man the truth teller can be rude as hell, and I'm looking forward to breaking it out on Europa. 
when the time. I got a pretty sweet one. You remember what I got, right? Then mm. forgot what is what it is. The uh, I can't remember. Nades. Yep. Something else. I know I have it in my. Is it field prep? Yeah. Do you have blinding and field prep, and then like rampage or something? Swash. Oh, swash. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That thing could be <laughs> filthy after a melee kill. Yep. Times Roll five die. with a with a quick reload, and mm-hmm. then you're blinding everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Yeah, the one. <laughs> I messed around with a couple different ones yesterday. I ended up getting rid of one. Uh, the one that I have right now is Blinding, Auto-Loading, and Demolitionist, which is probably going to be the role that I use, just because Blinding is going to be good for any level of activity because of how <clears throat> strong it is and stuns stuns the enemies. And yeah, I, uh, oh. I'm a big fan of it. I'm I also sorry. have one with like, concussion grenades. That's pretty much the same thing as blinding grenades. Just not as strong as the blinding. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. The, the role that I have, mm-hmm. and I've actually masterworked this thing. This thing has a uh, a um, blast radius mod. Mm-hmm. So it, it has a huge explosion radius, but it has. I'm using it with confined launch. It has feeding frenzy. It has multi-kill clip. And it has spike grenades. That's the role I have on mine. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, I hit directly with that, kill a whole bunch of things around it, and it's just ridiculously tacking on damage nonstop. And I'm re- and I'm reloading ultra quick. Um, I, that's the role I'm going into Beyond White with, and I already have that thing masterwork. When it dropped for me at the beginning of this past season, I was like, I'm done. I got it. This is as close to a god roll as I'm ever going to get in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to abusing the hell out of that particular grenade launcher. I didn't realize I got one with Feeding Frenzy and Quick Draw. <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's going to be sweet when somebody uses a stasis power and freezes a mob of enemies and you can clearly shoot one with a spike grenade and it detonates and blows up every other enemy around it, and everything procs. Oh, God. It's definitely going to be better than most weapons, I feel like, for Feeding Frenzy, because you have a chance to get more than one kill, and with the nerf to Feeding Frenzy, that's one of the better weapons to probably have it on. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's keep moving here, because uh, I, I guarantee we've already gone an hour at this point. We're um, a little over an hour. Yep. Let's see. Falling guillotine. Reduce heavy attack damage by twenty by twenty four percent to bring it in line with other swords. Uh, it says note, and I think this is the band aid that they want to like you know, or at least, at least this is Bungie kissing the boo boo here. Uh, Falling guillotine will continue to be slightly above average, just not the extent that it is now. Um, so it falling guillotine is not going to be the middle child. It's just going to be the older child that you don't like very much. 24% nerf to its damage, though. That, that's that's like, substantial. It was um, it was expected just because of how strong it is. Yeah. Um, I uh, I want I'm already like ready for prophecy to come back, just yeah. to see if we can still one phase that first boss with swords. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, what is it? I 
forgot who said it, but uh, the, the what is it? The twenty four percent that's going away. You can actually match that with a uh, with a uh, with the loosened blade and like getting charged with light. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it, it it's almost like the 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 twenty four percent is just non existent. So like you can still do that same amount of damage. Mm-hmm. So as long as you have those mods, that kind of like fades away. You have to have a specific build for it. It's not something you can yeah. just pick up, put on your character, and go to town with. But hey, you know what? Falling Guillotine. I expected it to turn it down a little bit. You know, it, it, it's really overpowerful. It really is. Hey, but I, mean, maybe I think we still want to phase it with like just swinging it with like R one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if more people are gonna switch to the Temptations hook. I actually like that sword. Um, I I I, li- I like the look of it. It's the arc, uh, sword coming from Arrivals, where it also uses the projectile lightning attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, I like using it, and I can see more people potentially using that. Uh, why ne- why get right up in somebody's face with falling guillotine when you're doing a little less damage? Where you can sit at range and do pretty much the same amount of damage with another sword. Yeah, and the the temptations is one the only one of the two that can also roll with uh, Vorpal. Yep. So you have that extra damage to bosses and yellow bars. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Mighty Mini Tool and the Mighty Mighty Multi Tool. Uh, the Mighty Synergy trait is now intrinsic, similar to the Baroque version. Uh, added following perks, hip fire, griffin, kill clip. Um, looks like they're just fixing this as well as Drang for Sturm and Drang because the Together Forever is now being an intrinsic perk. And it's and the Drang is now getting uh, accurized rounds and moving target. So these are those synergy uh, legendary weapons to go with the exotic weapons. Uh, maybe more people start using Mita Multi and Mini together. Mm-hmm. And Sturm and Drang might actually see a little bit more use. Everybody was loving Drang because as a sidearm, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sturm really didn't see a lot of love. Maybe this will change it up a bit. Uh, this one, Exotic, kind of confused me until I saw somebody make a good point about it. Ruinous Effigy, which was the Exotic Trace Rifle that came from Season of Arrivals. That would turn things into balls of energy. And you can either bash them to death with or create a sphere that can drain. The transmutation spheres, they're reducing the damage of the aerial melee attack by 25%, and they've significantly reduced the damage of the drain effect on enemy combatants. I was like, what? that seems random to me. And then somebody pointed out, yeah, well, maybe maybe the raid team, when they were testing it, found out that if you had a bunch of these things, you could wipe a boss very quickly, but drain or jumping in the air and punching it with the ball. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> this seems like this is a preventative step that they're doing right now. Yeah, it definitely seemed like a really random change, but something like that would make a lot of sense. Herbalist. Hopefully that will like go away soon, after the first week. Mm. I mean, it's still just a fun gun. It's just pretty much what it is. It's just a fun gun. Yeah, I, I don't see them changing the... Uh, these the nerfs they might alter after the first raid week 
the amount of the amount of the nerf, but the nerfs are still going to stick. Like the aerial melee attack thing might be reduced from 25% to 20%, but you know, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Uh, the drain, they're probably not going to get rid of. You can watch people just like walk through mobs of enemies and just kill them all with the drain without any problem. Yeah, and if it's because of the raid, I don't think they would turn it back because they don't want to have a cheese for the raid. Yeah. They'd like people to actually do the fight, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Arbalist uh, no longer strikes shields multiple times, but its efficiency against shielded targets has been increased. I guess there may have been like a um, problem with it where it would register multiple hits to a shield instead of just one big shot through a shield. Mm-hmm. With its perk. So this, this, is, this is more of a fix than anything how I'm looking at yeah. it. And We've already talked about Jade Rabbit, where armor-piercing rounds are being swapped to high-caliber rounds, basically to kind of fix the exotic perk. Um, anything that we've talked about here, you know, we're just speculating, but me and I, I would even go out on a limb and say you two both, we need to play it to really see how it feels, how these changes yeah. feel. Yeah, there was a lot of like explosive reactions to this, and I didn't feel like that was the right way to go about seeing words on a blog as opposed to actually getting to mess around with it. So, well, I, I think that had more to do with you're reading this, and there's so few buffs, there's so few positive changes, it reads all negative, and that is the very explosive reaction. It's when you see something that is perceived as negative nonstop, it's like, oh, what the hell? This sucks. They're ruining everything. We don't get to play with it, but they needed to pepper in a couple, like, hey, th- this is getting a buff. This is getting a positive change, more than the very, very few that were in there. Um, real quick, they also talked about adept weapons coming back in uh, Trials of Osiris. So these will be available when you get the uh, Flawless Chest. Uh, Weapons will have their adept versions, meaning the adept version will have additional stats, plus 10 for the primary stat as usual, the specific masterwork of the weapons, but all other ones will get plus 3 as well. Uh, Adept weapons can use either standard weapon mods or the new adept weapon mod earned also from going flawless a unique adept shader has been made for these weapons but it is only applied to the weapon you cannot actually break down the weapon and get the shader it will never come off i think that's kind of silly myself uh adept weapon mods come in two varieties weapon stat boost which each of which gains plus 10 to a particular stat in a similar way a masterwork does. Example, adept range will give you plus 10 range. Oh, or uh, versions of some existing mods granting an improved bonus, but with a downside, such as adept mag, which will have plus 40 to your magazine, but minus 20 to handling. Or backup mag is only 30. Um, does any of these adept weapons make you want to play trials anymore no the weapons the weapons are still the same um and i mean i have no plans of ever going flawless um but i i I like what they're trying to do it's going to be more interesting to see how they're able to work those adept mods into like 
something with a masterwork. And I saw the example this week of like if it has a range masterwork and you put uh, an adept range on it, are you technically going to get a plus 20 on your range? Or if it curious if it is actually going to stack like that or if it won't. Um, I, I, I'd be more interested if the weapons were getting changed. But okay. for me, I, I'm not going to be going flawless. <laughs> so, like, the mods themselves are... The mods and the, the shaders and stuff don't really affect me much. I know it'll... There's, there's, there's a good chunk of people that still do trials and go flawless every week. So I hope that it's enough to, like, keep them wanting to play trials. But we'll have to wait and see how they actually look and feel. You know what? You know what I see? I, I see number one, this not making me want to play trials still, because I think there's something inherently wrong with the trials playlist as it stands. And it, th- I think it needs a, another kind of an overhaul to fix things. So I think trials is kind of shitty with how it match makes. But mm-hmm. um, if people complained that they thought the mountaintop was too strong in PvP, when you start having people that are kitted out with nothing but adept weapons with the mods going into basic PvP playlists, you're going to have yeah. people losing their fucking minds. Hopefully the adept mods only work in trials. That's the only that. upside I can uh, see. I don't, I don't if, see that happening. <laughs> I don't see that. It's I, like, I, if, I'm, like, I'm looking like at this. That, I don't see it. <laughs> if that doesn't happen... Yeah, mountaintop was just like a little, a little fart there. This is gonna be freaking huge. No, the the adept the, the adept mods can only be put on adept weapons, but you can take trials weapons into every playlist of the game, and that yeah. goes back to this entire philosophy that everything interacts and intertwines with everything else. There's no separation between PVE environment and PVP environment. Everything works together and you're going to see people that are just I'm going into say just regular uh, control just to play a screw around and control playlist and you run up against a team of say three or four people that play flawless trials and they're kitted out in adept weapons all modded up and they're built their characters specifically to take advantage of this crap they're going to have an inherent advantage that it doesn't matter how good of a player you are, their stats are going to overpower you. And people will lose their freaking minds over this. This stuff should have been limited only to trials. I also see a problem with how trials matchmaking works, that if people are farming the first kill, the first match over and over again, like deleting their card and going back in just for shits and giggles, Full flawless teams, you're going to be hitting barriers, and people that are just trying trials out for the first time after so many just absolute stompings, they're not going to come back. This yeah. is actually going to make that playlist worse, based on how the playlist works. If yeah, I think it's gets a turn off for the casual players for sure. But they don't. That's the thing. They don't want casual players not trying this out. And the people that are really hardcore about this complain that they're tired of playing nothing but hardcore people. They Mm got to fix how matchmaking works in this game. 
if you have people that have gone flawless for that weekend, they should not be matching anybody that has not even got one win over this entire flaw, uh, trials weekend. Mm-hmm. There should be zero way those people match up with somebody that's gone flawless. And it, you need to give people a chance to get in there and just there, people are going to get stomped. And this makes me go, yeah, I, I won't ever touch trials after seeing this. I'm glad they get something to chase the trials players. PVPers in general do need chase weapons. They need things to chase. Um, but yeah, this is this is where this there's going to be this line between really diehard PVPers and people that kind of dabble and play. I don't. I ain't gonna go in there. Hopefully, they have something for Gambit like this in the future, because that I would do. But fuck trials. Uh uh-uh, uh. No way. No, they gotta do a complete overhaul of trials. Totally agree with that. And they gotta do something with bounties. They gotta make it towards more D one style. At least you get something out of it. You have a chance of getting one of these guns, but you don't get the adept version. That's something that will bring in casuals all the time, no matter what. They're just going in for bounties. Well, that, there's that one weekly bounty that you can fill out just from playing, and yeah. wins get more, and you get I think whatever the rank three if you get three wins whatever that um thing is will pop in the bounty so if it's a week where you know three wins gets you a weapon well you get that weapon mm-hmm. i yeah, actually but, think but like you know but like what you said it's like if, if the hardcore just stay in that one area i'm just going it. for one win then you'll never see that you're just going in there and you're just wasting your time completely the entire time because you can't get those wins. Well, you you've seen that you know, me basically saying on our uh, our uh, Bungie uh, app uh, chat board, where I was like, I'm done playing Trials. I'm not playing it anymore. I'm sorry for like wasting everybody's time. And it was with two other guys in our clan that I was playing. Mm-hmm. And we went six matches without one. We didn't even win a round. Mm-hmm. It was six full matches of us getting stomped my people that were flawless. And then the final match we had where one of the two guys rage quit and I was like, I'm done. We got one win. We got one round completed. It's like, okay, here's one round. And then we watched the other two people on the opposing team stop really playing. Mm -hmm. And then we saw that the one guy that was on their team has gone flawless multiple times, and it was a 1v3, and he beat us every time by Mm -hmm. himself for the next five rounds winning. And there's nothing more demoralizing than that, and I I just gave up at that point. I don't remember Trials being this horrifyingly sweaty, even in Destiny 1, where I would play it more religiously. Yeah... I uh, it's been a it's been like a month since I've even gone into trials because it was, I think the last time I actually went into trials was for the solstice armor just to get the white glow, um, mm-hmm. and like the I, granted the people that I would be playing with have gone flawless, um, so they they're they're good, but when every game we go against would be a full three stack of you know people and clans that play trials. That'll have the flawless seal. It's like okay, 
it it's it's really painful when you've never been flawless and you're going against people that have been flawless 20 or 30 times you know enough to get the seal and all that multiple seasons it's just it's pretty frustrating and uh yeah, trials trials is not my playlist. I never expected it to be, but it's it's definitely like it's worse than I expected it to be for me personally. Yeah. I I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. It it needs to have a look over again. I'm glad the playlist in general is back. I just think it definitely how they match teams up needs to be relooked. I know they want to do it based on the wins on the card, how you're doing on your card, but you have people farming that first spot on a card, and Actually, you, you, uh, you just can't get by. I was looking through yesterday, because I was wanting to just try and help random people do stuff, and I never found anybody yesterday, but um, there was several posts of people saying that they wanted to run trials and reset after each first win, so that they would get you know, people on their first game of the card every time and just annihilate them. And that that system is inherently bad. Yeah. It is. It's horrible. It, it, it's, it's not fun. And that, that there's a point where it's like, oh, get good. It's like, it doesn't matter how good I'm going to get. I'm playing people that are well above my skill cap. And it's just demoralizing you you expect a degree of difficulty hell the comp playlist has a degree of difficulty to it but at least it's not completely hopeless feeling trials it's it's, it's more fun than trials yeah trials and destiny too it's just a, it's a hopeless endeavor i was lucky that i got two wins one weekend out of like a total of nine losses, we got two wins somewhere around there. And then the following weekend when we tried it again, that was the six straight wins and one rage quit later when mm-hmm. the other guys is like, we're done. I'm not playing trials again. Yeah. Hell, I haven't even played with those two guys again. And I thought they were all right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I, I just can't do it. Cause they're always in PVP. It's like, I'm not going to do this again. I don't want to play PVP anymore. Ever no since I got like I got DDoS, I haven't I haven't touched it. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I haven't. That. Yeah, I haven't I, touched trials at all. That was infuriating. I I can imagine that that but that's like, something that there's not a whole lot Bungie can do about. Yeah, unfortunately, that's why I'm like I don't even want to touch it. It's like I just it's like hopefully the change that you made already was like that, that actually sounds pretty freaking cool. As long as you have a win, you can match them. I mean, if you yeah. haven't, then you'll match these. That'll be sweet. I kind of, I, I mean, I'm hoping you can see that, like in bounties, also. That's why I just, I'm like focusing on like bounties, just because it's like in D1 you had a chance of getting non-adept, but at least you got something. I'd rather, like, I, I personally rather see it where it's after three wins on a card, then the floodgates are open. Then, then there's like no, you know. You, then you can encounter everybody. People that have gone flawless yeah. and are just gone back and they're just trying to farm up to get their 10 wins past a flawless card for the season if they're working on the seal. you know. Mm-hmm. But at least give people the opportunity to earn a little bit of gear, not just through a bounty, but also through play, like actually mm-hmm. getting like a third win. That would be something. If you get three wins, you're halfway almost to a flawless run. 
and it's like that keeps you you going and going yeah it keeps you going if you can't even get out of the first win screw it you're not going to come back to the playlist and i could be criticized for being a bad player go ahead i don't really care you know that that's fine it's just when you don't have fun doing something you stop doing it and the point of the game is they're trying to get everybody into other playlists to populate these playlists and trials just does not appeal to people when they look at who plays trials predominantly. Hell, I see a lot of people complaining about Gambit. They don't want to go into Gambit because Gambit has its own mindset and player base that it's like, if you don't connect with it, you don't like the idea of I'm killing a bunch of enemies. Oh, and then some asshole comes over that's glowing red and he just annihilates everybody and costs us a game. Mm. You know, I don't even touch prime. I'm, I'm done with prime. Oh, like if I do anything, I go to gambit, regular gambit. That's all I do. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. After I got reckoner, we are I, all I, done with prime. <laughs> I will never go back to prime. I got reckoner and I've never gone back. Fuck it. We are all done with prime. <laughs> prime doesn't exist starting in beyond light prime is gone in beyond light remember they're merging the two playlists together it's going to be a whole different thing and that kind of worries me but uh that'll be something for another time we've gone really long today it's going to be a big file for me to yeah one one thing i want to hit on before we wrap Mm -hmm. um i know you are going to be going for the the flawless scourge of the past this evening Yes, um, seven o'clock. Just a a hint or a or a bump to anybody that may be listening. Uh, there's a few titles that uh, starting November 10th you can't get anymore. So if you're looking for Shadow Reckoner, Blacksmith, Wayfarer, Chronicler, or Forerunner, you need to do that before I guess November 9th. Fortunately, um, Chronicler you may not be able to get now because if you didn't do. The ones where you had to go visit Marasov's throne room in the Dreaming City. Um, you can't get it now. It's too late. Yeah, yeah um, I was about to say that. <laughs> unfortunately, it, in this TWAB, since you brought it up, uh, Forerunner might actually be locked away too. Because the mission that's running from now to the rest of the season is the one where, spoilers, you fight Nocris in it. So mm-hmm. if you missed a week prior and you do not have access to use that week, you cannot generate that week. You cannot get the Forerunner title now. Cause you Are can't you talking get... for the lore? Uh, I... The lore is not titled to... Yeah, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. I may have just screwed that up. The lore, lore is not... Lore is tied to talking to Eris, is it not? I thought lore was part of the Forerunner. Hold on. Hold on. Lore is not part of, uh, of the Forerunner. Oh, is it not? Okay. No, that's totally separate. Was it uh, interference? Clear the air. I think if you haven't done certain things, you know, like um, like the the yellows in the in the public event, then maybe it, you won't get forerunner. Well, there's some reason that the forerunner you cannot get at this point. No, it's uh, no, you're right. It's just the lore title. It's just the lore thing. You can't finish. I I okay. I'm looking. I'm looking at the title requirements right now. Yeah. No. Upgrade, I uh, diff ranks, mod collector, basic focus, focus, excess focus, dredging focus, armor focus, contact destinations, heavy hitters, interference loop. 
Uh, oh, that's what it is. If you didn't manage to get all the interference loops, you can't do it because it's now stuck on that last one. If for some reason you never actually played one of the other types of the interference missions because you didn't play it religiously every week, you can't do it because it is now just the Sabbath moon. Uh, it's now the uh, Nocris mission. That could be the problem. I would also think like heavy hitters because they're on a loop and like weekly loop. I think on yeah, this, it like changes daily. I think if you, if you were to start that today, I think you would be able to do all three. Before reset on yeah. Tuesday, I think you have time to do all three. Yeah, heavy hitters you could do still. It's the interference loop where if you don't do the disperse ritual to carry the relics or to destroy the crystals, if you've missed one of those three somehow throughout the season, you can't get it now because it's now the Nocris mission. So that could be the oh, only oh. thing that screws you up. And yeah, I forgot the not lore getting all the lore things. Title. No, the uh, lore apparently is not associated with the title, so that was. So my I think you mistake. can just. I think you can just talk to Eris if you don't have all the lore, because you can keep talking to her. And yeah. I got like two lore pieces because of that. So yeah, it, it's it's just the if you didn't play every week and experience, say, like the one mission where you have to um, shoot the crystals after you take out the wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, if you miss that one completely throughout the season, you can't play it now. That's not available. So, so the, the Forerunner, I, I think most of us will be able to get Forerunner without too much of a problem. But, uh, yep, yeah, hopefully tonight, Blacksmith. Is that your last triumph? That's it. Oh, the, yeah, this is it, the, diamond, the diamond run, and that's it. And we know... We have our plan. I have my fire team ready to go. I, I am with uh, some of the Space Canadians for this one because they seem to like to raid a lot and do these dumbass challenges with me. So I'm going to take <laughs> advantage of it. I have a good time yeah. with them, anyways. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I think after maybe a run or two, we, we should be able to do it. It's the Sparrow race, man. It's the Sparrow race. Oh, well, as long as one of them makes it. No. It's still Any- a flawless run. No. Anybody dies at all during the diamond run, you are sent to orbit. Oh, well, that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when, I say, when I say flawless run, when I say flawless run, I mean no deaths at all. I swear I heard somebody say that it was like, as long as one of them makes it, it's still a flawless run. No, no, when we're done, when we're done with the podcast, I'm not going to say this on the podcast, but when we're done with the podcast, I'll tell you our strategies, because I want to see if it works out. I don't want to put it out there until it works, or if it doesn't, because I don't want to look like a dumbass. But I'll let you know what we're doing when we're done. In the meantime, look, we got to get going, because this has gone on way too long. We'll be back next week. Uh, We'll see what's going on in the game. We might have some interesting TWAB stuff this coming week. If not, we'll talk about the other stuff. There's other games we've been playing, too. We can get into that a little bit in the lull leading up to Beyond Light. Um, Have a good rest of your day and be well, everybody. Take care. And be sure to follow the Hidden Guardians podcast on Twitter at podcast underscore hidden. More he said. Exactly. (laughs) Take care, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.